Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I want to deal with this. Anybody know who Judas is? Y'all know Judas? Judas betrayed Jesus and got him killed. Amen. So knowing that, I want everybody to read the title with me. Judas is my friend. Y'all don't know what to do with that, do you? Josh couldn't even say it. Judas is my friend. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you need Judas. Come on, tell him like he mean it. I know you don't know what I'm preaching, but just tell him, you need Judas. You need Judas. Nobody will ever see Jesus revealed in you without your Judas. Are you following me? Amen. If it hadn't been for Judas, Jesus would have never reached his destiny. Huh? My God, I couldn't wait to get back to give you this word. I think it's going to help you. It's helping me so much. I need you to know, and I'll read one set of scriptures and let you be seated. I do need you to know it's, it's, it's a little later than I normally get to pulpit. Okay, we good? <laughs> Uh, I just told you you're going to get out a little later than you normally do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they pop a dean's back. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 26. I have uh, stopped the guys from using the screen a whole lot simply because I want you to use your Bible. And number two, uh, I want to uh, give you a personal invitation uh, that we actually... Uh, Josh calls it pre-service prayer. I don't. I call it we having two services on Sundays now. Uh, and our first service is prayer. Yeah. Amen. I don't like the pre-service type deal. I hadn't told you that yet. But I don't like the pre-service because it sounds like just something we do before we do the real thing. We do the real thing at 930. Okay. Uh, I've seen some prayer warriors coming out of the back door over there. I know they're back there praying. Uh, amen. So we do two services here on Sunday and Wednesday. First service starts at 930 and it is a prayer service. You ought to come be a part of it. Isn't it been phenomenal? It's, it's so powerful. Amen. Uh, uh, are you in the book of Matthew? Jesus, uh, they've done the, the Lord's Supper. And before I read these scriptures, uh, uh, the book of John, chapter number 6, verse number 70. Don't turn there. Just, just write it down. Uh, Jesus said these words. He says, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Jesus said, "Have I?" he's talking to his disciples and said, Have not I chosen you? Didn't I choose all twelve of you? I, he said, I made sure that all twelve of you was on my team. Can I tell you, you need a Judas on your team. Amen. The, the word chosen, he said, I chose 12 of you and one of you is going to be my opponent. One of you is going to be totally against me all the time. The word chosen means hand-picked. It means to make a conscious decision. Now, I may choose 12 men to be around me not knowing what their hearts were, but the Bible says Jesus chose him knowing that he was going to be in direct opposition to him. Can I remind you that Jesus took bread, he broke it, and he fed all 12. Now, I could have fed all 12 because I had no way of knowing that one of them was going to get me killed. But Jesus fed Judas. Why don't y'all just be seated? Jesus fed Judas when he knew Judas was going to have him killed. Now, that's mercy. Can somebody shout amen? Now, that's grace. It's easier to give you grace before you hurt me. Oh my God, can we work? It's easier to say I'm a forgiver until you hurt me. 
Amen. So, so I just need you to know that the Bible says that Jesus himself says, have I not chosen all 12 of you and one of you is a devil? One of you is an adversary. You're going to be in total opposition to me and there's going to be a demise in you to take me out. Matthew chapter number 26. Are y'all ready to go? Verse number 47 says, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and with spears from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that's him. Do, do you realize that? Someone had to be there to identify who Jesus was because they did not know. He must have looked like every uh, uh, average ordinary Jewish man because the soldiers would not have been able to recognize him. So Judas said, this is going to be your sign. We're going to come up into all these men and the man I kiss, take him. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying, 48, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that is him, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, somebody say it loud. Judas is my friend. Jesus said unto him, Friend, where art thou come? That's a bad translation because the original translation is, Friend, do what you got to do quickly. Friend, I need you to get the job done. <laughs> then they came and laid hands on Jesus and they took him. And behold, one of them, which were with Jesus, stretched out his hand and drew his sword and cut the servant's ear off. Old Peter. Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter number 22. Luke 22, verse number 31. Wow, I hear pages turning. That's odd. 22.31 says, And the Lord said unto Simon, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Now, the word sift means to separate with a winnowing fork. Uh, you, you're probably not uh, aware of that, but they would take all the wheat to a high place and they'd have a long thing. It looked like a pitchfork and they would throw the wheat in the air. First, they would step on the wheat and break the, the, the chaff off of it and then they would throw it in the air and the wind would sift the, uh, the, the chaff, the undesirable out of the good stuff. And Jesus here says that Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Amen. It, it, what it does, it separates the, uh, uh, the fine part of the substance from the bad part. Are you following me? It, 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 it separates the contaminated part from the good part. Amen. I, I need you to understand that. It's going to be important for where we're going. He's desired to have you. 32. But, but I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail. And when you're converted, somebody shout converted. To convert means to change from one state to another state. Peter, I'm, I'm praying for you I'm praying for your faith that your faith don't fail. And when you are converted, when you're changed from one state to another, I want you to strengthen your brethren. 33. And Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And of course, you know the story. Jesus said, the rooster won't crow in the morning till you've denied me three times. One more place. Turn to Philippians chapter number four and verse number 10. 
Philippians 4.10 says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me has flourished again, wherein you were also careful, uh, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned. Highlight that in your Bible, on your phone. I have learned in whatsoever state I am in, therewith to be content. I, I, I have learned whatsoever state I am in. The word state means condition. Okay? It means condition. It means the circumstances of a being or a thing at any given time. Paul said, I have learned that in whatever condition that I am in, I've learned to be content. Now the word content means to be in rest or quietness of the mind in my present condition. This, this is going to help you so much. Contentment is, uh, catch this definition, it's satisfaction which holds the mind in peace, restraining complaint, opposition, or further desire. I don't know if y'all got all that. Paul said, I've learned in whatever condition I'm in to be content. In other words, no matter what's going on around me, I've learned to be at rest in my mind to the point that I have no complaint. I don't stand in opposition to the circumstance. And there's nothing in me wanting anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, think about that. Paul said, I've learned whatever. Somebody shout whatever. I don't know what you're going through right now, but it's a whatever. Amen. I have learned whatever state, whatever condition, whatever the circumstances is, I have learned to rest in my mind with a satisfaction that restrains me from complaining. It restrains me from fighting against it. And it restrains me from walking around saying, if I just had more, if I just had more, if this situation wasn't what it was, if I wasn't sick, if I had more money, if... Come on now, this is going to set you free. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. And it even implies that there is a moderate degree of happiness. Uh, can you wrap your mind around that? There, there is even in my current circumstance right now that I have so learned to be content that I have even in my crises a moderate degree of happiness. Can I tell you, if we ever get contentment down, the devil will have nothing to work with in your life. Are you following me? He'll have nothing to work with in your life. This has got to be the biggest thing. Amen. Uh, uh, isn't it amazing that content and content is spelt exactly the same with two different emphases? Amen. And I thought it was just uh, uh, phenomenal to me that the definition for content or content is the power of containing. The definition is actually the power of containing. It actually means capacity. Paul said, I now have the capacity that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what the situation is, can I help somebody here this morning that God is trying to enlarge your capacity. Amen. Because he has a greater degree of glory he's about to pour into your life. But if you're fussing, if we're complaining, shut up, Osai. Oh, my God. Y'all got to pray for me today. I've been sitting on this one. Amen. Preaching to them for a month and sitting on this one. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. He's trying to turn your little capacity into a greater capacity. But because you can't learn how to be content with the capacity you have... He said, you're praying for a greater degree of glory, but you're fussing about the Judas that keeps... 
Shake your neighbor and say, he's just enlarging your capacity. He's just enlarging your capacity. Amen. He's trying to answer your prayer and you're fighting against it. You're standing in opposition. Amen. Saying, this ain't God. This ain't God's will. God's got more of the, uh, for me than this. Uh, and all the time, God said, I'm trying to teach you something. I'm trying to teach you something. I'm trying to get you to learn how to be content. No wonder the Bible says godliness with contentment is great. You want me to tell you what's profitable in your life? Being content. See, we struggle between contention and uh, or being content and ambition. And we don't know how to, I'm going to help somebody in this place. We don't know because I've always been ambitious. You can ask my son. I have been success driven all my life, all of his life. In every business I started, I was success driven. Uh, and, I, and I bring it into the kingdom. But God said, you got to know the difference uh, between ambition and discontentment. Because you'll never... Learn to be happy where you are. And see, if God starts changing your circumstances to make you happy, amen, what I found is uh, it don't matter what the circumstances are, you'll never be happy. It ain't a new wife. It ain't a new husband. It ain't a new job. It ain't a new house. It ain't another car. Until you learn. How to be content where you are? God would do you a great injustice to give you more. <laughs> because if you had discontentment in this capacity, the greater the capacity, the greater the discontentment. I come back to preach to somebody, amen, and discontentment is destroying the American church. He said, because see, here, here's the problem with uh, 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 the lack of contentment is actually a sign of an inward insufficiency. I'm going to say that one more time. I said the lack of contentment is actually a sign of an inward insufficiency. Amen. So really, it don't matter what changes on the outside, if the insufficiency is coming from the inside, it doesn't double. It don't matter how much more you give me. It just loads me with a greater degree of discontentment when really I'm lacking on the inside. Who am I preaching to? Woo! I'm preaching to me. In my vocation, I've sat by the bed of the dying. I was in the recovery room when they woke up from a situation that should have killed them and could have killed them. Amen. And I've never seen a one that all of a sudden, everything they used to worry about don't matter no more. Amen. All that land, all them houses, all them cars, all my stuff, all my toys. I never heard of one. Amen. That was going on his deathbed saying, oh my God, what am I going to do with them? But I have seen multitudes say, none of that matters. All that matters is relationship. I've seen people live in unforgiveness for years because it mattered so much until they got on their deathbed. And then all of a sudden, it don't matter. Is anybody listening to me? It don't matter no more. It don't matter. Amen. Why am I so wrapped up? I come to help somebody right now. I don't know what you're driving. I don't know what you're living in. I don't know what you're married to. I don't know your situations and circumstances. But I do know this. Woo! Are y'all with me? Amen. If you never learn contentment, It'll never be good enough. Amen. And all that stuff will bog you down. Amen. And it'll ruin the things that does matter. I come to preach today. It'll bog you down and destroy the things that does matter. And Freddie will be 50 years old and 60 years old and 70 years old saying, Mike, God, why did I put all the emphasis uh, on this temporal junk uh, when I should have been emphasizing a relationship with God and a relationship with my family? I had it all messed up. My God blessed you with a job. 
Amen. Amen. But, but uh, I, 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 I just pastor men. Amen. That no matter what job God gives them, they ain't never happy. It ain't never happy. I want more money. I want more money. Pastor, men that makes more money than the, than, than the law allows. Amen. Going from one job to the next. Ain't never happy. Ain't never happy. Well, my co-workers. Uh, oh, God, are y'all listening to me? Well, my boss. Well, this. Well, that. Amen. <laughs> never content. Never happy. If we're never happy with that, how in the world are we going to come in this church and be happy? So we don't get this right. I can't please you. Your neighbor can't please you. The church can't please you. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. He ain't happy. Amen. Like they used to say, you wouldn't be happy if they hung you with a new rope. Is anybody listening to me? Never happy. Never happy. Amen. Someone else could take the life you got and flip it upside down and make it the greatest life that ever was. Uh, simply by realizing I'm blessed to have her. I'm blessed to have him. I'm blessed to have my kids. I'm blessed to have the most. I'm blessed to have this little old job. I'm blessed. And learn. My caught in my contentment has brought a peace, amen, that has delivered me of my complaint. You know why you're complaining? You're discontented. You know why you're discontented? It ain't coming from without. It's from within. Oh, this thing's going to kill me. I'm sorry. I didn't say that. But the problem is everybody around you gets the blame. You're my problem, Judas. You're Judas. Get behind me, Judas. <laughs> You're my problem. The church is my problem. My neighbor is my problem. The people I work with is the problem. Come on, I'm after a devil today, amen. The people I work with is my problem. If they weren't this, I wouldn't be that. Well, can I help you? When I get through preaching today, you're going to be so whole on the inside that you can move from state to state. Whatever state I'm in, I've learned to. Woo, God Almighty. I just need you to know it ain't everybody around you you hate, it's you. It ain't everybody around you you're unhappy with, it's you. Amen. I told my wife, amen. Here you are, come out of a family you're not happy with. You're not happy with the wife she gave. He gave you, Hondi. No, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have called you out like that. <laughs> uh, Rosella, you're not happy with the husband he gave you, but you've had him so long now, you might well keep him, amen. Are you listening to me? Uh, and Freddie ain't happy. Are you listening to me? Amen. When in reality, there's other people that would say, just give me what you got. Just give me what you got. If you're going to abuse it, if you're going to reject it, just give me what you got. Shut up, I'll shut up. When in reality, the insufficiency is coming from within. And as a result, we're always feeling, we're always pulling. And, and, and we help me, Holy Spirit of the living God. And we'll sabotage relationships because I need you to give me something you can't give me. I'll sabotage our relationship. I'll sabotage it because I'm always pulling and I'm always pulling. And it don't matter how much you give, it ain't never enough. And can I tell you, it won't never be enough. Amen. Because there's something in there you can't give. It's called contentment. And we sabotage our jobs, we sabotage families, and then we sabotage churches. If you're a real church family, you'll even sabotage a church. Amen, because you go to talking. Is anybody in this place? Amen. When in reality, it's me. It's me. So we could change the dynamics of the church, you'd come up with something else. We could change. I've done it. I've changed things. 
because people weren't happy with directions to try to make everybody happy. And I found out even if you get it just like I need it because unhappiness is from the inside. Are you listening to me? And nobody gets healed. Nobody gets set free. I come to set you free today. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Paul said, I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. And then they pen those great words, contentment with godliness. Isn't it no godliness with contentment? Isn't it amazing you can be so godly and so discontented at the same time? Can somebody help me right now? I can't explain it, but it happens. You can be so godly and quote so many scriptures, yet be so discontented that there's always a complaint. There's always a pushback. And never happy. It's always fleeting. Can't never stay put. Always moving. Always moving. Well, let me let me move to this state. Maybe if I lived in Louisiana, I'd be happier. The devil is a liar, huh, babe? She said, "I hate Louisiana." Now she loves it. I think. Amen. But she's learning to be content. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. Paul said it don't matter. Move me to Egypt. Move me to Cattle Gats, Egypt. Move me in. But when I do move, it'll be because God told me to move. Not because I thought I'd be happy living somebody else. I don't have to change my environment to be happy. My God, is anybody in there? I've learned. I've learned. We go to drinking, we go to smoking and toking and poking and popping. Somebody help me right now. Now that little scripture means so much to me. Godliness with contentment. Amen. Godliness with contentment. It'll come out in the right language in a minute. You listen to me. A lot of you right here sitting. Amen. And you're going to put your, you're going to pay your dues today. You're going to pay your dues for two and a half hours only to go back to where your real heart is. Yeah, that's real. Discontented. Got to have more money. Got to have more money. Amen. Daycare's making millions over your discontentment. Marriages are being... I'm not against you working women. My wife's working. Amen. Are you listening to me? But I'm not sure that some of us don't have our priorities mixed up because we got to have more. This ain't going to be popular, but it's the truth. I got to have more. I got to have more. I got to have more. I got to have more money coming in so we can have more. If I could just drive what Lacey's driving, I would be happy. If my truck was bigger, I drove up my little red squatty truck the other day and I told Patty, I ain't like him other guys. Oh, oh, let me get over here. I just spotted bliss. Amen. Amen. For, 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 for a lot of men, their, their ego is attacked, attached to the lift on their truck. And the higher their truck goes, the higher their ego goes. Is anybody listening to me? And the bigger my truck and the bigger my stuff, the better I feel about myself. I ain't fooling with you, Scott. I ain't gonna fool with you. I just thought about that fine truck you got. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with your lifted trucks. Ain't nothing wrong with your fine trucks. But you're in a miserable condition if your self worth is attached to that thing that'll break out the head. It is temporary, it is temporal, it has no eternal value. But we'll split families over our stuff. It's my stuff, and don't you touch it. Are y'all going to survive this one? If you was a little more content, your doctor bills would probably get smaller. Somebody give me a big old amen right there. We could probably empty our medicine cabinets if I learned how to be content with the state I'm in.
Look, look, it, it goes deeper. Look at verse number 12. Paul said, I know how to be abased. Are y'all with me with these words? Where's this stuff? Where was this hid all my life? Man, you're in America. It's the American dream to get ahead. Get more stuff. Paul said, let me tell y'all something. I know how to be abased. That's why people are so puny. They don't know how. They don't know how because everything's handed to us. Yeah. Our system is set up to make sure I don't do without. You need a Judas. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Underline this in your Bible. I need a sweat rag. Catch this right here. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry. The devil is a liar. Uh-huh, wait on me, teacher. That's the teacher in you. The devil is a liar. I ain't going hungry. Well, you a better man than Paul. <laughs> Paul said, I know how to abound. Amen. In other words, Paul said, you could give me the world and it wouldn't change the contentment on the inside. Oh, I ain't got time to fool with that one because most of you don't have a problem with that one. Amen. But some people's got so much, it's made them a suchy much. Because they don't know how to abound. I believe God has to withhold a whole lot from Christian people because they're so discontented and they tie their value to their stuff and then they get better than everybody else. Paul said, I know how to abound. He also said, I know how to go hungry too. Oh, let's, let's don't leave uh, your word out, teacher. I'm instructed both to be full and, uh, and, and, and to be hungry. Thank you. Listen to this. I am instructed both to abound and suffer need. The word instructed means I've been trained by exposure. Did y'all get that? To be trained means, to be instructed means I've been trained by exposure. Paul said, I've been exposed to abundance and it taught me how to navigate. It taught me to, but I learned how to stay humble. He said, but then... He said, I was instructed in, 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 in lack and in need. In other words, he said, I was exposed to necessity to teach me contentment in my dilemma. See, see, a lot of you think you're worshipers. And a lot of you think you're praisers. Amen. But God will put you through some stuff to show you where your contentment really lies. Somebody ought to get that right there. Amen. Because as long as the bills are paid and as long as the husband's working and as long as the wife is working and as long as my health is good, I don't have a problem singing. He is good. He is good. My God is good. But God said, I'm going to send a Judas your way and I'm going to expose some things to see if you know how to vacillate from one state to another. Amen. Because I'm double side. Because I want to enlarge your capacity. And right now, you're just a mountaintop worshiper. But I got some giants in the valley I need somebody to take care of. So I'm trying to teach you. Am I making sense? It's just all a blur in me right now. And, and, and we think we're real worshipers. Amen. But I come to help you this morning. Amen. Listen to me. Don't, 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 don't look around. Look at me. Amen. I come to help you. Amen. When, when, when Judas showed up, you rebuked him. When Judas showed up, you got depressed. What happened to me? Last week I was on cloud nine. 
I was moving congregations. I was, are you listening to me? What happened to me? Come on, we finna get real. <clears throat> Uh, amen. I'm telling you, uh, I've been on a high for a month because of the anointing and the calling and the purpose and the mission. God just carried me all the way through only to come home and Judah show up on the inside. Nobody had said anything. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. And God was saying, see, I got to teach you that when they're applauding you, I'm still God. But when you feel insecure, I'm still God. I'm trying to teach you how to abound in everything. I can go from this state of high or I can go from this state of a low and there's a moderate happiness. (laughs) What? See, when you learn this stuff, tornadoes can come and crash your house, told your car. Of course, I think she was rejoicing over that insurance company. But anyway, is anybody listening to me? Amen. You can be forsaken and betrayed. Are you listening to me? When you learn this kind of contentment, nobody controls your feelings. Nobody controls your emotions. But you can go from that state to that state because I know in everything. Somebody shout everywhere. Look, no, 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 shout everywhere. I have been instructed. I know how to bound everywhere. It don't matter where I'm at, anywhere. On the rig platform, reading water meters, climbing line poles, everywhere, everywhere. Not only everywhere, but in all things. What things? Huh? Giving birth. <laughs> Giving birth. Did y'all hear what she said? <laughs> y'all see that? That's, that's Benjamin. He hears Papa. He hears Granddaddy. Are you listening to me? She was singing. Did y'all hear her say, there's a baby in me leaping right now. He, Benjamin's going to be a worshiper. But let me tell you something. Paul said, I've learned to be content. Amen. When, how long ago was it? <laughs> four years ago having to go into labor and give birth not your normal miscarriage going into labor and giving birth to a dead baby and Josh holding Timothy in his hands are you listening to me amen you hear me Paul said in everything somebody say everything in everything I've learned you know what learned me to do it is I sit there and held him you know what taught me is I had to push is anybody listening to me you know what taught me I experienced it it was me and it happened See, where you messed up is you thought you were supposed to come by through straight A's. <laughs> can, I, can I just be a winner? Did you get an A plus? No, you didn't because I had to talk you off the ledge. <laughs> me and you had to wrestle, didn't we? Uh, I didn't say you got an A plus, but let me tell you what. Who sat on the piano and said, there's a baby in me. I'm just going to yell and he's leaping. Huh? I have learned in whatever state I'm in. So it don't matter what state God puts me in. Amen. And you may be in another state, but I can come into that state. And tell you God is faithful. Some of us, (laughs) we don't have the capacity to help anyone because we didn't have the capacity to be helped. What? What? <laughs> because I wouldn't choose Judas. I gotta go. I gotta go. Paul said, I am instructed both how to abound and how to suffer lack. Somebody lied to you when they told you when you come into this kingdom that honey was going to pour out of your cabinets and Kool-Aid's going to run out of your faucets. He said, amen, somebody lied to you. Amen. It was a shallow preacher preaching a shallow message and that's why you're confused today. I come to tell you God is going to give you a Judas to reveal his nature. Oh, I got to work that. Because the lack of contentment is the father 
of inconsistency. Does anybody, and I want you to be honest, if you don't raise your hand, I'm going to call you a liar. Does anybody have the problem with inconsistency? Huh? Oh, I'm good this week. Going on a diet. Hmm? Amen. Going fast. Going to pray one hour. Amen. Only. Inconsistency. Discontentment. You may have plenty of money, but all that stuff you're buying... All it is is a red flag of you're not content. And nothing you buy is going to be happy. It'll get old. When you find out, oh my God, I still feel. I still feel. I still feel unhappy. Isn't it amazing? See, you have things in you. I'm going to try to work this as quick as I can. You have things in you. You don't know it. See, you don't know it. You got yourself convinced. Uh, Jesus said, Peter, the devil desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith don't fail. And when you're converted, you strengthen the brethren. And when Jesus told uh, 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 Peter this he said uh, Lord I'm I'm going to go with you to prison and I mean, I'm going to die for you he thought he meant that oh it's going to get real he thought he meant that Jesus said Peter the sun ain't going to come up in the morning before you deny me three times. And I said, how do I reconcile that scripture with less than 24 hours before Peter cut a soldier's ear off? Now, I, I just peradventure to say, he wasn't aiming for the ear. <laughs> I mean, really. Get his ear. <laughs> That'll get him. I'll take an ear. I'll <laughs> huh? Are, are you with me? And, 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 and there was multitudes of people with spears and swords. And Peter, with a boldness that was supernatural, retaliated. Only for 24 hours later. <laughs> and to boldly proclaim, you can count on me. I'm, gonna be, I'm going to jail with you. <laughs> I'm even going to die with you. And before the sun come up, he denied Jesus three times. I said, Lord, I can't reconcile these scriptures. He said, it's inconsistency, just like it's in you. Inconsistent. High on the mountain one week. Bold as a lion, ready to storm hell with a water pistol. To be totally defeated the next week. Am I talking to anybody? Has anybody ever seen this kind of inconsistency in you? Faith to split the Red Sea one week and walking in totally cowardice the next. Inconsistency. So, so Jesus said, uh, Peter, the devil's demanded you now. That's what that word means, demanded. Now, I need you to step outside your theological block. In other words, Jesus was saying, I'm finna hand you over now. Oh, I don't know if y'all ready for this. I'm finna hand you over now because we're finna deal with inconsistency. I'm finna hand you over now <laughs> because there needs to be some sifting done. There, there, there needs to be some seven. He said, but, but, but no way, because I'm prayed for you. But what's amazing, he didn't say, I'm praying. I'm praying that that devil leave you alone. 
Oh, somebody help me right there. I'm praying that you won't have financial trouble. I'm praying that all your prayers get answered. Is anybody listening to me? I'm praying that God would change your circumstances right quick. My God, I don't know if y'all can receive this. Oh, no, 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 Peter. The, the devil's demanded you, and I'm about to hand you over, and you're about to be sifted as wheat. But I'm praying for something on the inside of you. Can I help somebody right now? Sometimes when you think you're failing on the outside, there's something on the inside that's being built that that you don't even know about. You think you're utterly failing, but Jesus is saying there's something in there. There's something in there. And when I get through sifting you, oh, my God. And then, and then, and then, then I was praying this through and I said, God, I can't, there's another scripture I can't reconcile. It is in, uh, it's in uh, uh, Matthew chapter number 3, verses number 11 and 12. John said, Behold, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to loosen. He's going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire, whose wintering fork is in his. <laughs> whose wintering fork is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and he's going to put the bad stuff in the burn pile and he's going to put the good stuff in a heavenly place I said oh my God it wasn't the devil with the widow and fart the devil was the widow and fart but he was in the hands of God did y'all catch that right there amen God said I'm going to use Judas as a widow and so your life may be all up and over and around, but know this, it's in the hands of God. High five your neighbor and tell them, it's in the hands of God. He's sifting. Did you get it? He said, I'm trying to get, Peter, I'm working out of you what's made you inconsistent all these years. So I'm going to have to get a Judas. We're going to get to him in a minute. I got to get a Judas in your life. Because Judas ain't nothing but my winnowing fork. Opposition's got to come in your life. I'll tell you who I want to pray with. I want to pray with somebody who's lost something. That you felt like you should have kept. Because Paul said, I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in to be content. Paul said, I have suffered what and lack. Paul said, I lost some stuff to teach me how to lose stuff without losing my faith. I've lost some stuff to teach me. There is a moderate happiness in me. Amen. When I leave stuff, but I will not lose. My God. High five your neighbor and ask him, do you know how to lose? Huh? I thought I'd never preach this message. Do you know how to lose? Huh? Amen. If you don't know how to lose, you ain't got the capacity to help somebody else who loses. We're all sitting here like a bunch of spoiled brats. People look at you as if strong. Yeah, cut your check off. See how strong you are. Let your marriage go haywire. Hmm? Let your health go south. Is anybody okay? It takes a faith to learn. <laughs> I said it takes a faith to learn. My God, Renee Cubit, Larry Cubit, I have been by that bedside from the beginning. Shutting down not too many months ago, I was on a roof with him. He's strong as an ox, and his faith is strong as an ox. And we've worked together side by side by side. Amen. Only to watch this thing come in and deteriorate and deteriorate and deteriorate. But all along, I've watched him how to learn in this state. I'm still content. In this state, I'm still praising. In this state, God is in the body. In this place, it's the greatest faith I ever seen. Is anybody listening to me? Up all night long, 
losing everything he's got. And when you walk in, all you see is a smile that says, I'm good. Paul said, it don't matter what state I end up in. I promise you there's a moderate happiness. I may not be running louts right now, but I believe you are, Larry. It may not be running louts right now. Be content. That's why people can't stay put in families. They can't stay put in churches. I had to learn this. If not, I took everything personal. Oh my God, I got to do better. I got to be better. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to be now. Are you okay? Is everything fine? You sure? Huh? Amen. But it was when I needed to be needed. It's a dangerous thing to need to be needed. Somebody better write that down. When you need to be needed is an insufficiency on the inside. Amen. That only can be cured with a sifter. But if you don't recognize it, you won't say, okay, I want you on my team. Did y'all ever play kickball in school? And you got to pick teams? Who'd you pick? Huh? Huh? I said, okay, yeah, you're good. I'm going to pick you, and I'm going to pick you. And I'm going to, I was the little kid on the end that, I ain't lying to y'all. I know I'm a hunk now, but when I was in school, <laughs> um, huh? <laughs> right before they get me, that, I'd say, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I just couldn't stand the rejection. I'm, I'm... But Jesus picked him for his resume. He picked him because he knew he would oppose him. Is anybody here? He said, I need you to reveal my character. I need a Judas to reveal how long-suffering Jesus is. I need a Judas to show you. I need a Judas in my life so I can expose the forgiveness of an almighty God. I got some of this message listening to you, come on, in your last sermon, amen. I need a Judas in my life so the character of Christ can be revealed. Because I'm just, if you're just surrounded by your yes man, they go with everything you say. They agree with everything you come up with because they want you to become, don't want to hurt your feelings. We need a Judas that will betray us. You know what helped, what made Jesus, you know what enabled Jesus to reach his destiny? Betrayal. He'd have never got there if he didn't have a friend called Judas. And I thought, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that Peter said, Nobody's going to take you? He said, Get behind me, Satan. And to the man was going to have him called, killed, he said, Here, friend, have some bread. Did y'all just hear what I just said? The one who wanted to make everything all right, he called him a devil. Called him, get behind me, Satan. But when Jesus walked up, I mean, when Judas walked up, he said, you're my friend. Can I tell you the very thing you hate the most, you rebuke, you don't want no part of, amen, is the Judas God has put in your life to expose the true character of God. Because hear me, and I'm going to try to quit. Peter will succumb to your feelings and emotions, Judas will reveal the true content of them. Because you don't know how ugly you are. Are y'all okay this morning? Okay, one scripture I forgot to give you, and I want y'all to write this down, and I'm out of here. 1 Peter 5 and 10. Here's the whole sum up of this sermon right here. 1 Peter 5 and 10. Y'all ready? It says, but by the grace of God who has called us unto his eternal glory. The word eternal means perpetual. Catch this. Summing it up. The word Eternal means without end. So this scripture says, God by His grace has called us to a perpetual state 
of glory. Are you follow me? Glory is the dignity of God in you. It's the life of Christ in you. It's the honor. It's the glory. It's the persona of God. He said he has called us to a <coughs> consistent glory. After that you have suffered a while, he's going to make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. I got definitions for them somewhere. Let me just throw them out there to you. I, I wrote them down. He said, your, your, your victory is inconsistent. Your glory is inconsistent. One day you're walking in my glory and you're loving everybody and forgiving everybody and the next day you're so inconsistent you're biting everybody. But God has called you to an eternal Glory, one that is consistent all the time. And then the scripture turns south. <laughs> he said, I'm going to do it with a winnowing fork. He said, after you have suffered a while. Lacey, this will soon be over. This will soon be over. I could look at everybody in here because everybody's going through something. After you have suffered a while. But see, some of you have never found what I'm preaching about today. You've never found contentment because you never embraced your Judas. You didn't know he was your friend. I went through a, a stage in my hometown. I was pastoring a church there. And God was on the move so much that he was shutting down drug houses and Russ actually spent the night at the end of my driveway because I was going on vacation and they said, I'm, we're, they sent word, we're going to burn your house. And my kids were at home. He spent the night at the end of my driveway to make sure nobody got to me. They put letters on the door when I, they knew I'd come early every morning to pray and it would be someone on their knees praying with a, a, a stob stuck through his head with blood just gushing. They said, word, we're going to take you out. We're going to take you out. God, I'm trying to do the right thing. <laughs> I'm trying to, why am I going through? Are y'all with me? And it took me a minute to get my bearings. But I learned how to be content. Because I would not back up. And I had Russ behind me with a hog leg about that long. But other than that. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I could have quit, Kamal. I could have said, you think I'm going to put my family, my kids at home? They're threatening to, I was in Tennessee. They're going to burn my house down. God, you think I'm going to put up with this? Amen. But I didn't know it, but I was like, Paul, I'm learning. I'm being instructed. I've been exposed to dilemma to learn how to navigate. See, some of you don't know what's going on in you, but it's simply God exposing you. I was instructed how to be in a bad situation. And then God sent me to Louisiana. <laughs> and it wasn't long. They said, they, the, they said I was Jim Jones. They were saying, I'm making the Kool-Aid and you're drinking it. Amen. Jermaine and Tyrone, they joined me. That didn't help me any. They made my reputation worse. <laughs> no, I'm kidding you. They suffered persecution. Did you not? They suffered persecution because they was a part of that white man's church, that white preacher, and they're picking up our kids, and they're brainwashing them every Wednesday night. But you know what? What they didn't know? I done been through, I done been through the winnowing, and I was moderately happy. Is anybody listening to me? Why? Because I learned in my lack. You can't touch me. You can't lie on me. They, better than you's done tried. You're a novice. 
Is anybody listening to me? I have learned. I have preached to you when I needed preaching to myself. I have prayed for you when I needed prayer myself. Amen. Is it, can I just be real? Amen. While I'm trying. I don't want this to be too much about me, but I just need you to see some stuff. Well, I'm trying to take care of and fulfill a calling. How many texts did I get? How many calls did I get? Pastor, you okay? We're praying for you. I can show you on my phone. Huh? But you know what? I have learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. So if they're taking Jesus down the, the, the Via Della Rosa and they're waving palm branches saying Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna or if the same crowd is saying crucify him he was still content is anybody following me? I ain't want anybody's sympathy because I do not need it because I found something on the inside I just come to help you today to know it's not going to do no good to change locations. It's not going to do you no good to get a different job. It's not going to do no good to get another car. Get them. God bless you with them. It's not going to do no good. It's not going to do no good until you get healed of the insufficiency on the inside. Because you know what I found, Lindsay? You can tell me how good I am all day long, but it don't matter if I can't stand up and say, thank you, God. I'm good because you're good. And I'm going to close out with this scripture. <laughs> no, really, my text. My text, the last scripture in my text. Look at it. Somebody read it to me. I can't find my text. Philippians I know how to be a base. Somebody read real loud Philippians 4.13. Y'all done closed your Bibles. Real loud. Just shout it out. Did y'all catch it? This is the context where Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. See, quote that scripture over here. We quote it from the platforms of applause. Paul said, I can be abased. I can go hungry. I can suffer lack. I can suffer ridicule. Amen. I, I, can, I can feed Judas. I can break bread and give it to Judas just like I can give it to John. Oh my God, I'm trying to help somebody right now. The Holy Spirit's going to enlarge your capacity. You got such small capacity because you've never understood the winnowing. Why am I this way? Hey, can you imagine if wheat could talk? What was the wheat saying? Oh my God. But every time I come back down, I'm a little purer. Every, hey, hey, every time I come back down, something left me. Oh, my God. Chaff has gone out of me. Now I can forgive. Now I can love. Can you imagine people who know how? But you can't be instructed because you keep quitting the class. I'm out of here, y'all. I got the wrong room. Is this real? And all the time God said, I'm just trying to enlarge your capacity. You asked me to. So after you have suffered a while, how long is a while? Forever. Can I get a witness? Kobe said about like this message. It can seem like forever. But every time it comes down, every time I come down, there's something that was in me yesterday that's not in me today. 
And if it wouldn't have been for Judas, they'd have never seen my Jesus. Did you catch it? If it hadn't have been for them lying on me and hating on me and talking about me, you'd have never seen the forgiveness of the Jesus that's inside of me. Oh, get on your feet and give the Lord a hand praise. I picked Judas. Now I want you to shout it with me. Judas is my friend. And I need him on my team. I know it's late. But I've just preached something that's robbing you of your joy and you didn't know why. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.